Hello, here we are again on another episode of A Bit of This and A Bit of That. My name is Yulia Zamzuli Barani. I am so excited to bring you the second episode. <laughs> and in a moment, we're going to be talking about Joan Clare and my personal experience with this poetry. The editors of Encyclopedia Britannica wrote this about him. Joan Clare was an English peasant poet of the Romantic school and I think that sums up who Joan Clare was quite well, his background and what his poetry mostly about. He is the foreign poet whose poetry was the first English language poem I ever read. I will tell you the story and as well as recite to you the side poem. But first, I will tell you some background information about Joan Clare first. To you who had never heard of Joan Clare, I am very happy to introduce you to him. And probably you'll be interested enough to pick his poems one day and who knows, you might enjoy them. Joan Clare was born on uh, 13 July 1793 into a peasant family who worked as agriculture laborer in the small village of Helpston in England. Both of his parents were virtually illiterate but he did receive some formal schooling as a youth. He attended a day school until he was about 12 years old when he started working in farming as well. And then he went to night school, studied informally with other boys in the area, and read in his spare time. I will recite two of his poems that feel closest to my heart, but before that, I need to tell you that I won't do analysis, like deep analysis of each line in the poem. I am more interested in talking about my personal connection to each topic I talk about. That's why I try to make everything personal. And I think I would enjoy doing my podcast more that way. I would be immensely grateful if you can understand my approach. Anyway, to the recital. So, the first po- the first one, um, the poem I've mentioned before, the first poem in English, in English language, that I got to recite in front of many people. And that was for my poetry recital competition when I was in first year of high school, I think. That poem was First Love by Joan Clare. And here I am reading it for you. First Love by Joan Clare I never was struck before that hour with love so sudden and so sweet her face it bloomed like a sweet flower and stole my heart away complete my face turned pale as deadly pale my legs refused to walk away 
And when she looked, what could I ail? My life and all seemed turned to clay. And then my blood rushed to my face and took my eyesight quite away. The trees and bushes round the place seemed midnight at noonday. I could not see a single thing. Words from my eyes did start. They spoke as chords do from the string, and blood burned round my heart. Are flowers the winter's choice? Is love's bed always snow? She seemed to hear my silent voice, not love's appeals to know. I never saw so sweet a face as that I stood before. My heart has left its dwelling place and can return no more. At the time, I wasn't aware of who John Clare was because we were only given a few options of uh, poems to recite and I couldn't recall how but I picked his first love to recite in the end and I wasn't as proficient in English as I am now back then although I know even now (laughs) I am still lacking a lot bear with me but at the time I remember having difficulties to understand what first love was about aside from being a love poem because i need to understand it well in order to recite it well and at the time (laughs) the lack of english proficiency and the lack of knowledge about love (laughs) those two were the reason and i think it's quite those are quite acceptable reasons for me to find uh, this poem, First Life, to be difficult at that time. The only thing that I was sure of about the time was that First Love is about innocent first love. Well, I think anybody could guess that. Anyway, so now, years after my first encounter with the poem, it turned out Um, with my somewhat improving English proficiency (laughs) it turned out nothing much has changed about what I think this poem first love is about it's about deep innocent first love but with a hint of somewhat sadness as well I personally feel so Let's talk more about John Clare's work. So, his first book, Poems Descriptive of Rural Life and Scenery, was published in 1820, and it was a commercial success. But then his second uh, books, The Village Minstrel, which was published in 1821, it attracted little attention. And then the third book, The Sapphire's Calendar, with village stories and other poems which was published in 1827 and this book despite being said to contain good poetry at the time met with bad commercial response 
And then his last book, The Rural Muse, which was published in 1835, though praised by critics, again met with poor commercial response. So John Clare, being pressured to provide for his family, as well as his personal struggle in his artistry, he began to struggle. The pressure of poverty and too much drinking start um, showing quite an impact to his health. John Clare began to suffer from fears and delusions and in 1837 he was placed in a private asylum in High Beach where he remained for four years. There is this story that makes me cry when reading about his life. So, after four years in the asylum, in July 1841, John Clare was becoming very homesick and thinking that he had improved in health, he escaped that asylum. He walked for 80 miles, that's almost 130 kilometers, without any money in his possession and he survived hunger by eating grass by the roadside. I was extremely emotional when learning about the story of his. At the end of 1841, he was a certified insane. According to Dictionary of Literary Biography contributor R.K.R. Thornton, at the time, um, John Clare had begun to live in the mind and seemed to have a confused idea of himself. He spent the final 23 years of his life at St. Andrew's Asylum, Northampton, which he spent his time to write, and his writings at the time later would be some of his best poetry. One of his best was written with help from his doctor, and it's called I Am. He died on 20 of May 1864 at the age of 71 and that poetry I am would be the second and final poetry I will recite in this episode so here I am reading to you <laughs> John Clay's poetry called I am By John Clare. I am, yet what I am, none cares or knows. My friends forsake me like a memory lost. I am the self consumer of my woes. They rise and vanish in oblivious host, like shadows in love's frenzied devil throes. And yet I am and live like vapors toast into the nothingness of scorn and noise into the living sea of waking dreams where there is neither sense of life or joys but the vast shipwreck of my life's esteems even the dearest that i love the best are strange nay rather stranger than the rest i long for sins where man hath never trod a place where a woman never smiled or wept 
there to abide with my Creator, God, and sleep as I in childhood sweetly slept, untroubling and untroubled where I lie, the grass below, above the vaulted sky. honestly did not know much about him until I suddenly thought of his poetry first love my and my experience reading that for the first time and then I decided to talk about him in my podcast and just then just when deciding to talk about him I did my research about his personal life and I then come I came across this poetry I am I couldn't help it when my heart hurt for him. He was so romantic. John Clare was a romantic, even in his suffering. That poetry I am, although very sad, there's a spirit of tranquility, I, I think. I can feel that. The spirit of tranquility and a peaceful acceptance, I think. And that was so relatable as well, a human being exploring his individual self and trying to find his own place on this earth, just what each of us is currently doing, <laughs> you know, living, trying to claim our own place in this universe. That's romantic. According to William Howard writing in the Dictionary of Literary Biography, He said this of John Clare. John Clare is the quintessential romantic poet. And despite having so little formal education, he managed to write good poetry just with his knowledge of countryside life, the life of peasant in people's words. And he was also stoked with immense admiration of nature and understanding of oral language. His works, in gorgeous way, describe the natural world and rural life, and as well as depict his love for the woman he loved, his wife, and his childhood love. It is so unfortunate that he had to suffer so much and never witnessed his artistic works be rightly celebrated, but you know, that is life for you, for me, for us. Life works in a funny way. His works only became widely read, widely celebrated some hundred years after he's passed away. But despite despite that, he managed to be among the greatest romantic poet and one major 19th century poet. And I think that legacy of his will forever be remembered. I simply love John Clare for that little personal experience of mine with his poetry and for being a part in bringing me to understand what it was like to live in England in the early 19th century. I'm gonna end this episode by reading a piece of John Ashbury's poem called For John Clare. of empty in the way it sees everything the earth gets 
dipped its feet and salutes the sky. More of a success at it this time than most others it is. The feeling that the sky might be in the black of someone's mind. Then there is no telling how many there are. They grace everything, bush and tree, to take the roisterer's mind off his carolly. So, it's like a smooth switchback to what was aid in their previous conniption feed. There is so much to be seen everywhere that it's like not getting used to it. Only there is so much it never feels new, never any different. You are standing looking at that building and you cannot take it all in. Certain details are already hazy and the mind boggles. What will it all be like in five years' time when you try to remember? Will there have been boats in between the grass part and the edge of the street? As long as that couple is stopping to look in that window over there, we cannot go. We feel like they have to tell us we can, but they never look our way and they are already gone, gone far into the future, the night of time. If we could look at a photograph of it and say, there they are, they never really stopped, but there they are, there is so much to be said. And on the surface of it, very little gets said. That's the end of the second episode. Thank you for listening. And until next time.